Thanks for coming back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ryan Tower with Tower Talks episode and number s- people. number seven, I believe. I'm pretty sure number seven. Thanks for coming back. It's been a long uh, break in between. Do what's right, the right way, at the right time by Arnold Glasso. And then the next quote of the day is, don't be in such a rush to figure everything out. Embrace the unknown and let life let your life surprise you. That is by unknown. No cap, no cap, Philly flap, whip whap. Um, so today's topics of the podcast are going to be <coughs> standards on gender, societal standards on genders. So I have with me Cole C. C. Daddy Droke, Lauren Sutton, myself, Xavier Brock, Lily Bonner, Leah Sutton, right? So let's get into our topics for today. Ladies and gentlemen, societal standards on genders. So who wants to start with, maybe we should go around all the guys. What is something we've societally been taught as a male growing up? And then we'll go around with the girls and say, what's something we've societally been taught? And then we'll get into a good conversation. This is a see daddy droke on the mic, starting with the male perspective. And from my point of view, growing up, action figures just shoved down my throat, honestly. My dad, manly man, grandpa, manly man, and that's just this is how it's been. That's just how it's been, honestly. It's been do this, do that. The men helps out, the women do the cooking. I mean, that's not really how it should be, though, in my personal opinion. I feel like you can do what you want, live how you want, and just flow. Exactly. What I like to say is, if you can't fight or flee, flow. And with that, I'm going to hand it back to Ryan Towers. Uh, so I would say growing up, especially when I, the, I grew up in New England, so it was definitely a different type of community than the South. The biggest impressions that I had made on me from a young age would probably be like capitalism type stuff where I just, you know, my parents would always tell me to get a job. My parents would always be like, go get a job. You're a bum, da 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 da. You need money. You want to run around and do things with your friends. So it's always money related. From a from a very young age, I found out. Oh, I need money. Mommy and daddy aren't going to pay for everything. I need money. If I get to have money myself, then I can do whatever I want with my money. I feel like I wouldn't necessarily say that they're progressive, but as far as like, uh, with you know, women and stuff, my parents definitely you know, pushed me to get a job as soon as I started high school and I had to go to college. There's no other option. I, I really don't feel like they really pushed me to be a certain way, like, you know, regarding like gender roles aside from that. But um, yeah. Yeah, I would say the other things that were made really apparent when, when growing up, uh, especially being a male, was definitely... Any type of topic or conversation surrounding emotional vulnerability or mental health or anything on kind of the touchy side of taboo, a lot of things were taboo growing up um, as a man. I mean, we were not, we were told don't cry. We were told this is not, you know, da, 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 act like this. This is how men are supposed to act. And there's definitely some societal standards. And I'm sure a lot of that also stems from whatever societal standards our parents grew up in, too. Every family has a different type of dynamic. 
you know, depending on whether your family is more patriarchy-based, revolving around your father, or matriarchy-based, revolving around your mother. And I think both those have a pretty drastic impact because some people might not even have a mother or father, and then they only have the one parent where it's completely self-involved around it. So anything you think you could add on to just, like, growing up as a guy... Oh, well, for me, by the way, this is Xavier Brock. Call me Zay if you want. But uh, I would say for me, coming up, uh, growing up from a military family, my dad was in the military. So it was all about discipline, like do this and like always be respectful say yes, sir, no, sir. Or yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. There was like, no, like you can't say yes or like what? Because, you know, that would be, I guess, count off as disrespectful as a young kid. But uh, uh, growing up, like, there was always, like, for what you said earlier, Ryan, that um, I was always told, like, you know, if you don't go to college, if you don't go to, like, if you don't, like, get a job as soon as, like, you turn 16, that, like, you're not going to do well in school or, like, not going to do well in life. Yeah. So, like, I felt like that was pushed on to me a lot as uh, as a child and as, like, a teenager. But my mom, my mom wasn't, she was like that, but she wasn't as, like, <laughs> aggressive about it as my dad was because my dad was on like 20 like 24 7 like literally as soon as i turned 16 i was like yeah time to find a job and i was like for me i never really liked being forced into things right away because i feel like that just kind of defeats the purpose because if you bring if you if you're being forced into things that you kind of don't want to do like right away you don't really enjoy it uh later as a like as you get older so i feel like you just gotta like you know let things like flow as you get older and then like once you like realize like you know what you want to do in life then i feel like towards the future you tend to enjoy a lot more yeah um i got a piggyback off of what both of them said um my parents um just talk into the bottom okay um my parents were both military and like i said i wouldn't necessarily say they're super progressive but (laughs) but um you know, in some aspects they were, but, um, yeah, I definitely got that vibe, like, especially for my dad. He's very, I don't even know authoritarian. how to describe it. Not authoritarian, but he's definitely very, like, a... Direct? A, like... Assertive. He's very... Yeah. Aggressive. He's not aggressive. He's actually pretty laid back, but he's, like, very... Aggressive. He's mm-hmm. what you think of, I guess, when you think of the military man. Like, he's, like... Formal, I guess, has a tries to keep her professional, you know, perspective. Um, But yeah, my parents definitely. I don't really feel like they push me to be a certain way as far as like you know being feminine and stuff. But my brother, on the other hand, I definitely feel like my dad wants him to be you know to conform more to what society views men should be. My brother, he has long hair, and he wants to grow it really long, and um, I, he wanted him to brush it before this picture, and I forgot to bring my brush, and so I offered to braid his hair, and my dad was like, no, 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 we can't have his hair braided for the picture, because that would look, I guess, girly, so, um, yeah. Um, I put my little brother's hair up in a bun, and, um... My dad was quick to tell the owner of the restaurant who they were having a conversation with that um, he's all boy. He likes boy things, you know. 
And uh, I remember once in the past, uh, my sister and I put makeup on him and dressed him up because we were, you know, Just we were we were streets. younger girls at the time, too. you know. Yeah, he wanted us to, and we were just having fun, and you know, just. But it's it's little things like around. that as kids that we don't understand, and then our society kicks us in the ass mm-hmm. for real quick. And I took a picture of him, and I remember that my dad absolutely refused to let me post it anywhere on social media because he didn't want my brother to be viewed in a feminine light. Um, and I think that comes out of the societal perception that femininity on men. Or just femininity in general is perceived as weak and soft. So we've got a double piggyback coming up. <laughs> so my dad uh, was kind of a similar situation. He was a uh, Navy growing up after college. And anytime anything happened, like say I would get hurt, he would just say like, oh, rub some dirt in it. Or pain is weakness leaving the body. Mm-hmm. Some like military stuff that was pretty much drilled into him that he kind of identified with. And kind of, like, put it on me to identify with, too. Like, there's other ways to deal with the emotions and handle things. And that seems like that was his programming to really, like, deal with things that way or in a similar manner. Yeah, and I think think what we're really trying to get to at the root of this conversation is is we're all trying to give examples of our growing up and our adolescence and our parents – uh, being forbearing or being lenient or laissez-faire. Um, <clears throat> what we're really getting at uh, is the different environments and situations we grew up in and learned to be ourselves in all affected us differently, but how society has impacted us. I mean, people are all just sponges, right? When we grow up, we're a blank slate, pretty much just receptacle, receptacle to receive information. And that all around us, our personalities are just an amalgamation of the people we love, the people we care about, the people we idolize, the people we want to be. That's who we, we have become. And so at some point in our, at, at, at some point along the normal trajectory of growing up, every single person is exposed to an external stimulus from society. And that might be, oh, we, we dress up our brother in makeup or we try and do his hair a certain way and we're punished because of it. Or our parent, our parent has to have a conversation with someone else to validate their insecurity about their kid's sexuality or, or how they view themselves, right? <clears throat> Sorry, picking up, piggybacking off of that. My brother's in seventh grade. Like, he, I feel like, what? Oh, sorry. Um, my, our little brother's in seventh grade. And I mean, that's around the time that like, I feel like a lot of kids discover who they are. And he's made it very clear to us that he is heterosexual. But you know, in this day and age, it's still considered, it's definitely not as stigmatized as it was in the past, but it's still considered, um, you know, bad to be for men to be feminine or anything like that even you know even if they're heterosexual it's still they're still often perceived as being i guess sissies if you will um passing it over to my sister hi this is leah speaking sorry i forgot to introduce myself last time um side note again on the whole situation with my brother um i remember Last year, I joked about um, giving him my acrylic nails, which I had peeled off. And 
my mom threw a fit about it and said that I was trying to turn him transgender, which was, Mm -hmm. and my sister tried to teach him how to take care of his curly hair, and that was apparently uh, a feminine activity. Um, But I also wanted to talk about uh, what Cole was saying, or just, you know, about society's perception of men in general, or the standards that are pushed on men. Um, I personally think, and I think a lot of people probably agree with this, that, um, you know, enforcing the whole, you have to be a man, you have to, you can't cry, stuff like that, is teaching men to keep their emotions to themselves, which is very detrimental to their own mental health and also can um, can take a toll on their loved ones as well if they end up lashing out because they bottle up their emotions, um, which is, you know, a lot of women are um, abused in their households because... The men get aggressive. We're not even accepting that. We're not acknowledging. We're not trying to change back. But that's a whole other conversation. And that's starting to boil up in society as we see it. You know, riots are going on. Shootings are happening. Protests are occurring. And it's all in the youth community that it's really, really boiling up to the surface level. And the flip side of what I was just talking about, the wayward path men are given through society, is the women's point of society. And correct me if I'm wrong, ladies. But you guys are kind of conditioned to be feminine. You want to be the girly girl. You want to find your man and get his job and da 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 and settle down. You want to be the housewife. You're supposed to just be supposed to cook and clean or whatever. It's like that 40 is the picture of the family in the 40s we keep going back to. And the problem with societally teaching and indoctrinating women from a young age into this idea of, oh, you're just an object. Oh, you're, you're just part of the life. You're just part of the American dream. You don't get to have your own. And that's changing drastically as we see more and more women um, coming into positions of higher prestige and higher financial compensation, even with the gender gap. The second most at-risk demographic for suicide is teenage women because they feel they have such a high pressure put on society to be sexualized and to be a certain type of way and to try not... I feel as if men are just thrown in the world of drugs and substances to deal with our problems instead of talking about them. Women are shied away from that. They don't... Oh, you shouldn't smoke. Well, that's a bad thing for a woman. Or or you shouldn't drink. That's a bad thing for a woman. Or da-da-da. So I think that these societal standards for genders specifically after the last 30 or 40 years, we're really starting to see the effects of it. And now we're the newest generation of 2000s. We're technology natives. So we understand a lot more about social media and communicating with each other. So there's a big gap between our parents' generation and ours. There's a big gap in how we communicate and how we think about society because our generation is really fucking pissed off. I mean... We've been dealing, we're dealing with all the problems that everyone made before us. And while we're dealing with that, we're all trying to figure out who we are. We're trying to figure out who we are as a nation, as a country, as a world. And shit's kind of on fire. I mean, I could definitely see how some people could look at the last year or two and be like, holy shit, this is the fucking coming apocalypse. There's a plague that's killing hundreds of thousands of people. States are on fire for most of the year. Um, 
I mean, and that's not even mentioning anything happening in society that's just constructs of our minds. So I think I think the I think we're really I think the societal standards are really taking a deep impact on our future and I think we're trying to figure out where to go and we're as a society we're really anxious, really scared and you know, it's kind of that point where everybody gets to a certain point where you're like, "Fuck, I really need help, but I don't want to ask for it." That's kind of where we're at as a society right now. We're we're not doing bueno. We're we're on the downtake, but I feel like more self awareness and more recognition and and overall perspective will help us try and figure out some of these problems. And it's not like it's a simple, you know, societal standards on genders growing up is not a simple issue. That's not something where we can just flip a switch and give power to this country that doesn't have it. No, this is a this is really this is really a mental health issue. Right? This is how we treat each other and how we absorb and, and collect information through media and the outside world. And yeah, I think social media and I think our our ability to natively adhere to technology because we grew up with computers and phones and everything, we kind of have a look behind the curtain a little bit because we get to see all the stuff going on online. So yeah, any, any closing comments, anybody? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one of the main things with this problem that really messes me up the most and gets me the most ticked off is the whole like labels thing. Like, really, what is femininity or masculinity? They're just words with them and definitions applied to people, and then that people have to carry around on their back because it's the label that's applied to them. Personally, I don't like labels, and I feel like. They really message or mess things up because it's really like a definitive creates a stigma. Yeah, definitive stigma of who someone is. When really, like, we're pretty much me personally. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I'm not gonna be the same person I am tomorrow. Nobody is. Nobody is exactly. So why can we apply a label to someone and make them have a path that they're supposed to live their whole life with? Because I mean, social media is one of the. I think worse things that are applying these influences with like body image for men and women, with fitness and how you should look and how you should look as a man and as a woman. But I mean, I really don't think these lay, I think society has definitely progressed over the years, but with the progression has come like a opposite effect too, because of social media, almost like a yin and yang, like society's good. Information is spread. Society's progressed in some ways, but it's also, Protracted. protracted and deepened like what it's trying to fix it's almost fighting itself in a sense yeah, one, one last comment before I hand it off to uh, Leah is um, I read a study once that they surveyed a couple thousand high school students in like 2010 to 2015 they surveyed a couple thousand students and they found that their stress levels equated to and if if we were if if we were as stressed out as we were now we would have been put in an asylum in the 50s and locked away so how stressed out we are now just 70 years ago they deemed that was unsafe for people to be walking around like that 
And now we all kind of just have to deal with our problems with our vices and our own little character defects to our own accord. And it's really difficult to pull, it's really difficult to block out all these <coughs> external things, especially when they're being thrown in our faces. I mean, even if you don't watch TV or listen to music or do anything, societies there's still neighbors. There's still family friends that have their judgments and, and, and prejudice. And, and there's still, there's still we, we even have our own prejudice and, and character defects in ourselves. And it's interesting to, to when you become a grown person or when you, when you think you're finally grown up or when you think you're getting to the climax of your adolescence, that's when you really start to wonder, who am I? You know, is this really me or is this, is, is this what society's conditioned me to think who I am? Uh, so in high school, you're trying to figure out who you are. It's like a tutorial for the video game. The first 18 years are bullshit. You're just trying to figure out how to play the game. Now we're in the game of life. Now shit's really starting to hit the fan. You're going to college or you're not or you're working or you're going to the military or whatever. It's really interesting to see how you start questioning yourself and how you start questioning your beliefs and, 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 and your ideologies and, and maybe your orientation and maybe your gender and, and all these different identities that we thought we've, we've had our whole lives and we thought they couldn't change. It's really interesting to see how it's all kind of a fluid, fluid uh, it's really fluid. Hi, this is Leah again. Um, I just wanted to touch a little bit more on the um, merits and values that are placed on uh, traditional womanhood because I think we talked quite a bit about um, traditional manhood. But um, I think that it's interesting when you think about it. There's definitely a lot of hypersexualization of women, uh, especially like in the porn industry with like OnlyFans and stuff like that. Fetishization, yeah. Um, especially with like lesbian relationships versus gay male relationships. Um, I think that gay male relationships are definitely a lot more frowned upon. It's really interesting to see as we discover who we are and we might take these rash decisions or whatever and we might alter our body image or modify our body, right? Some people are getting piercings or some people are getting tattoos or some people are dyeing their hair or or wearing different jewelry or whatever. So all these extra things we put on us to represent ourselves, um, it's really interesting to see how sometimes society reacts to them. And, and, and this is kind of interesting because now we're getting older, we're 21, we're getting into our 20s. So some people are getting tattoos. It's very interesting to see how society reacts to them. I work at a very, I work at a upscale casual restaurant and our clientele is mostly older and very religious. So one of my coworkers got a tattoo and it was of like a rosemary a priest has. And so he just got the tattoo like, oh, this looks dope. This is sick as fuck. Oh, I can't wait to have this. Ah. And then he came into work the next morning and they were like, oh my gosh, can we pray for you or something? You know? And... And uh, I'm sure a lot of people going home to the holidays with all these new things on them or all these body modifications or whatever. It's interesting to see how our families react because, yeah, when I got my, I've been wanting to get my ears pierced for years. I was really excited, really wanted to get my ears pierced, but the only thing I know that would look good on me is like studs. So I was like, oh shit, I'll get a tattoo, get my ears pierced, have a whole crazy little day where I'm feeling rebellious. And then it's all fun and games until you got to tell mom and dad or you got to go home for Thanksgiving, 
right? So it was interesting to see uh, how my mom reacted, and she absolutely was fucking livid. Um, Instead, if I got another piercing, she would drive down from Connecticut and rip it out herself. But it's kind of funny because, you know, oh, my mom's the chill mom. She's the cool mom. Oh, shit. There's something she might not be chill about or... I think I think parents get really I think parents are very overprotective of their children and of their children's bodies. So when we start to alter our bodies, that's when I they get really pissed off, but then there's kind of a controversial argument of, well, it's my body, it's my decision. Oh, well, you're my child, you're living in my house, and then there's a little bit of contention there, to say the least, about piercings and tattoos and and just body modifications in general. Yeah, so on that note, um, back to what I was saying about, like, the commercial sexualization of women, hypersexualization, it's interesting when you think about it because there's kind of a huge double standard um, as far as, like, purity culture goes. Um, women are expected to be soft, feminine, you know, represent the maternal figure, uh, stay at home, take care of the kids. That is traditional femininity. And... um I I just think it's interesting because, I mean, when you look at, like, purity culture, there's a lot of, um, well, there's a lot of uh, a status placed on uh, male sexuality. Uh, when men sleep around, they're regarded as uh, players. Alpha males. Yep, yeah. alpha males. Yeah. Um, when women sleep around, they're sluts, whores. Uh, they probably have looser genitals as compared to their virgin counterparts which has obviously been proven uh, not true by science but um yeah lily do you have anything to add to that as a woman i'm good yeah okay i have just hit and you're done so to piggyback off the um the lesbians and the gays um i i have one thing that really like like bothers me is that how society treats them because like Especially, like, when it comes to, like, gay people, like, when it's two men, because um, you know how, like, men are like, oh, yeah, like, see, like, having, like, two two girls, like, being like, oh, that's so cool and all. But, like, when it's coming to, like, two guys, like, you know, they're always like, oh, no, that's just, that's just weird. Like, why would you do that? Like, you're okay with one, but not okay with the other. Like. Cause like it's just it's just very it's just very hypocritical. Cause like how can you accept one but not the other, and like I just don't understand how you can just be so like okay with being like you can just be like I guess accepting of one and not the other, like it just doesn't make any sense at all mm-hmm. to me. And one thing that I want to say is that um, bisexual women are almost like more desirable um a lot of men that are in relationships with bisexual women uh will allow their girlfriend to sleep around and just like have relations with other women because they don't view it as a real relationship they don't think that their girlfriend would leave them for that other girl it's just lesbianism is so fetishized that it's almost like strictly a porn category like it's not even a real thing and then bisexual men um, are viewed as feminine and a lot of women refuse to date bisexual men because they don't want to date a guy who has had He's been with the other gender yes because that is viewed as feminine 
And then, and then another thing about like how um you know how when men sleep around it's like you know it's considered so so cool and like oh my god you're a fucking player and all that all that shit, <laughs> but then like when like a girl sleeps around it's like you're considered a slut like that's just also like very hypocritical because I for example like I know one of my friends like he's he, you know he sleeps around a lot with girls like and people like pray like all my guy friends praise him and everything. But then, like, I have one of my girlfriends, like, she sleeps around other guys. And then, like, the guys and the girls are, like, gossiping around her, like, just talking shit. I'm like, how can you be, like, piggyback to what I said earlier, like, how can you be okay with that? How can you be okay with the guys sleeping around with other guy, other girls, but the girl not, like, not being okay with the girls sleeping with other guys, you know? Like, it just doesn't... It just doesn't like make any sense at all. It doesn't add up at all. But uh, that's my viewpoint on it.